the Six Pointer Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Six Pointer Podcast, Saturday the 28th of December 2019. Uh, myself, Matthew Tyrrell, joined by my brother, Luke Tyrrell. Luke, how are you? Yeah, very well, thank you mate. Not too bad. We are here in the Weatherspoons Sovereign of the Seas, is it called? It Pub? Is, you should, you should, you're local, mate, you should know. Petswood Massive, yeah. uh, here for the pre-match uh, build-up. Um, and later on we'll have the reaction to the action as Crystal Palace <laughs> take on Southampton away at St Mary's this afternoon um, I'm also going to do something different today as I'm hosting I get to choose the agenda so we'll do a bit we'll do a bit of a build up and, uh, and, and thoughts about the, the, the team news which has just come through uh, just after 2 o'clock today uh, at time of recording um, but I've decided we're going to do a little uh, feature as well to follow on uh, we're just going to look back at the last 12 months and we are going to have probably an argument it might come to uh, punches um, about about our moment of the of the year of 2019 for Palace, so we're crossing crossing two seasons to do so. Um, I've I've said off off air to you, Luke, uh, about a couple of ideas I've got. You've uh, dismissed them both, so this should be interesting. Yeah, looking forward to this, obviously. So uh, take it away, Matthew. Looking forward to this. <laughs> right, okay. So let's kick off with uh, the build-up to today's game. So Palace away at Southampton, both teams on the back of uh, very, very good victories, very good wins. Um, arguably, Southampton's result was a bigger one against Chelsea, 2-0 in the week. But Palace is probably uh, a more dramatic uh, and maybe satisfactory win in the way in which we went about it on, uh, was it Wednesday? Yeah, it was Wednesday. Wednesday, Boxing Day. So, um, team news is out. Uh, any surprises in the lineup, Luke? I wouldn't say surprises. I mean, looks at Reader World obviously came on um, for PVA in the second half, and there was no surprise, and he's starting there at the back. I am pleased, and I, I think I said to you, didn't I, that I, was, I wanted to see more of McCarthy, so I'm pleased that he's getting a run out um, alongside McCarthy. It looks like McCarthy's coming for Czech Kurito, who's obviously the goal scorer. And, um, but I think Roy mentioned in the post-match presser that he was um, feeling a knock for a couple of games he has been like, so I think now it's just with the fact that you've got you know so many games in a short period of time um, just it's an opportunity to give him a bit of a rest and, and McCarthy who's shown you know what he can do um, obviously impressed enough to, to earn himself a starting place along with uh, Max May who's maintained his place and I, it looks like for me it'll be Aaron's a heart up front and if um, Jordan Ayew continue, can continue being um, his own little version of Lionel Messi, then uh, we're going to win about 6-0 today. Let's see. I'm not sure about 6-0, but, but let's see. What's your, what's your thoughts? So that, that's the team news. Like you say, Keote um, looks like he got a knock, so that's probably the change there. Uh, be interesting to see if James McCarthy can get through 90 minutes without getting sent off <laughs> based on his... Uh, I'll tell you what, if, if, if anyone wants to put a bet on, obviously this is pointless because this isn't live, but I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm, I'm going to put a bet on James McCarthy to get booked in the first 20 minutes. I mean, it's, 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 you, um, it's a licence to print money, that is. But, but surely he has to change his approach. So we, we joke about this, <laughs> don't we, we Luke? That whenever he comes on, it's like his sole aim is to get a yellow card. Uh, he gets stuck in, he likes to cause a bit of a, uh, a fuss. I, I noticed on, on the, uh, it wasn't even, it was, I said Wednesday, it wasn't, it was Thursday, wasn't it? Because it's 48 hours since the last game, which is a ridiculous turnaround yeah. for these these blokes. But he's, um, he's sort of 
uh, objective seemed to get to get in the face of Noble, um, who was already clearly wound up because he did a yeah. well, he did a punch up with his own player, hadn't he? Uh, the one in the game. So um, yeah, it'll be interesting how he gets on. I'm I'm interested to see how Max Meyer gets on again. You know, we, we've we've been honest in our assessment of him. I think fair to say that he's been very limited in his impact. He had spurts and, and moments on on the um, in the West Ham game where he he did perform. He did he did do well. I felt for the first sort of ten maybe twenty minutes it was the best uh, period that he'd had in the Palace shirt. He faded slightly uh, a couple of sort of parts uh, to the game, but for me he's two bit parts. So you know another good chance for him to, to hopefully <laughs> deliver something today. Yeah, I think that um, yeah we have been quite critical of Mayer to be fair, but um, it'll be interesting to see in terms of the approach to the game because obviously I think when you're at home you're expected to be on the front foot, um, and West Ham obviously I'd say West Ham were probably a more physical side than, than Southampton. Saying that Southampton have got like, there's people like Hoiberg in there who can who can get stuck in things like that. So it's interesting where, where Palace will be looking to play counter-attacking football. I'd, I'd assume today. Um, a lot more than they would do not, not usually because they're away from home um, this sort of game might um, play to the strengths of Max Meyer really. yeah but let, let's hope let's hope so because you know we've been long looking for a, a decent performance for him and something that demonstrates why Palace signed him we've seen uh, spurts of it but we've never seen a 90 minute spell from him in that, in that respect so um, that'll be interesting what's your, what's your thoughts on kind of the forward forward line so Maya seems to be up there with Zahar and Ayu are you, as you said, is um, the new Lionel Messi, or maybe Messi is the new Are you? I don't know which way around it is. Yeah. 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 Lionel Messi wears Jordan Ayew pajamas. Um, obviously, Sahara's history at Southampton with the uh, the wind up uh, and the sort of the, the applauding the ref there previously uh, was that two years ago that now? Was wasn't it? That was last year, wasn't it? It was. I think it was last year, wasn't it? Because Ward Prowse who got him wound up, wasn't it? Um, yeah, and I mean, you've seen bits of that as well previously, like in, in recent games where he's sort of done a few claps and then realised what he's done, got caught what he's done. He gets a bit caught up, doesn't he? So, I mean, the fans are winners back, remembering that. Um, so, yeah, this is going to be a potentially volatile game for Wolf. So, push on a prediction. <coughs> what, what are we going for? You'd, by the way, didn't, we didn't actually mention um, my prediction was right. I, last last pod, I said 2-1 Palace. No, we've it's checked Coyote's score as well. So... Um, I'm going to go again 2-1 Palace I reckon um, with who's going to score first what's going to score for Palace Jordan Ayew obviously two goals I'm, 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 going to, I'm going to agree with you there I'm going 2-1 as well I've got a feeling about 2-1 today um, to, to Palace that is I, I, I reckon we'll go behind I reckon they will take a take a lead, but I think we will come back into it um, right we're going to pause there because I've just seen I, well I need another pint and Someone at the bar just got kettle chips, so you cannot uh, not get some kettle chips from the, from the pub. So we're going to do that, and then we're going to return uh, after a brief uh, break and some uh, Guinness and some kettle chips uh, to talk about our individual highlights of 2019. Catch you on the other side. Hello and welcome back to part two of the Six Pointer podcast. Uh, Matthew Tyrrell and Luke Tyrrell. Luke Tyrrell with an extreme cough, as you've probably heard in the background here. Um, I'd like to point out that whilst I'm hosting today, I'm editing. Uh, Luke is editing today and um, hence you've not heard an interlude there, despite my pleas for one. So so, so apologies for that. Um, So part two, I said we would talk about our highlights, our personal highlights from 2019. Um, 
Luke has given it some more thought in the break. He's uh, he's now done some research, so um, this could get very, very heated now because we're going to probably disagree even more so. So go on, Luke. I'm going to push you. Your highlight, your number one highlight from 2019. So crossing both seasons, 2019, your number one highlight. Obviously, I'm not just going to give you one. I'm going to give you a couple of examples. So um, I think... We had also the debate around if it counts, if you're actually at the game or not, sort of thing. I mean, I think we need to be exclusive and it needs to be, if you're at the game, you actually experienced it. So, for example, Man United away this season was obviously a fantastic moment. First time Palace beat Man United in the league since 1989, was it? Was that that? I think it was. 1991, maybe. Um, Obviously, it was a massive highlight, but I wasn't there. I watched it on TV. Um, Arsenal, 3-2 away um, with Wilf. Masterclass, you know, that was um, another brilliant highlight season, but again, I wasn't there, so I can't really count it. Um, I think for me, it was the 5 2 against Burnley. Um, last game, of the, was it last game of the season? Last home game of the season? Or was it last game? It was the last game, wasn't it? Wasn't it? Yeah, because it was just free flowing football, wasn't it? Batuai, Zahar was on fire, you know. Um, it was just, you know, Palace had nothing to play for, nothing, nothing to lose as well. Um, so yeah, something something like that was it was just you know weather was nice, wasn't it? We had a couple of beers before the game, and yeah, no, that that that, that was probably a gone. If I, I if I had to be pushed, that was probably my highlight of the season. Well, barring Boxing Day, but no, yeah, still because of the heat, I'd go Burnley last game of the season. So I, I'm I'm going to cheat as well because I I probably say this year it was the Bournemouth home game, the the ten men. Uh, performance because I felt that yeah. for sort of what was it 75 70 minutes Palace dug in and you know really really deserved um, the the victory there so I think that that probably is my one for this year I felt the way in which the team stayed together despite the um, the ridiculous challenge that went in and and what they were therefore left to deal with um, uh, for the rest of the game I f- I think for me that was probably my one for for this season do you have one do you have one for for this and last season so you mentioned the Bournemouth one for this season well I, I, I was quite fortunate to get a deal actually and um, go to the when the, it was the second game of the season um, first home game of the season against uh, Grimsby in the FA Cup and I managed to get a deal to get into the um, what do you call it the VIP bit at Brownie's restaurant and so I had a meal and the old treatment there that was that was really nice um, so it wasn't a great game but simply because of the experience of it and the first time I'd done that at Palace you know, the first time I've been in a, a box or a, a director's area for a long, long time, you know, um, I probably had to say that, if I'm honest, because the, the whole experience of it was um, really good. And it also showed, I think, how far the club's come as well. I, I was really impressed by the service and, and, and the way the club worked. Um, I remember, God, what was that year? It must have been 96, when me and you had a cold hot dog. And, <laughs> and Big Al complained to it. My dad, dad complained. And, and as a... As a as a way of saying sorry, they took us around, didn't they? Just round to the, the kiosks and the, 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 the kitchens and things like that. And I remember it now. I mean, we were offered like a, a free bag of eclairs and we were like, right, oh, this is amazing sort of thing. But it was a bit shit then, wasn't it? But let's be honest, now it's like, it's, it's amazing. It's, it's a professional service. You know, it, it's, it's like a, any sort of high-end restaurant or they're trying to be sort of a, a respectable restaurant. Everyone's got, you know, well-presented and the food's well-presented. It's good food and... Um, I mean, what more could you want? I mean, I can I can understand why it was so cheap for the FA Cup against Grimsby, but um, you know, if you're a, if you're a, a, you know someone who's just over and has got the money and is able to go and do that and then watch some Premier League football as well, that's the way to watch it. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's it's it's, it's um, yeah. It's fair to say the club's moved on a long way since since those uh, 
less heady heights. Um, I, I just think also it's important to look back and, and to recognise what a job Hodgson's done this year. Um, I'd love to see the, the net transfer spend. Um, minus 30 million or something, I think it was. Right, you know, so, you know, we sold we sold our right back who played sort of, you know, what was it, 50 games for us and all that, you know, um, from coming through the youth team and obviously wasn't the right back to start with. And, you know, some story there. And hopefully an inspirational story for every younger player who wants to, to come through the Palace uh, or who's thinking about coming through the Palace youth ranks and thinking about choosing another club versus Crystal Palace because... You know, Crystal Palace certainly give opportunities to their uh, youngsters who, who shine uh, sufficiently to deserve a chance. Um, I think, I think for me, just the, the, the highlight of the year has been just Hodgson and what he's done with the resources he's had available to him. You know, we've sold our right back. We didn't replace Batshuayi, who was a, a people quote tens of millions of pounds worth of um, striker. Um, and, and, and Chelsea paid thirty-five, didn't they? For him? Right. So, so twenty-five. I think they, they paid something like that for him. So, so if he, you, his value must have only risen in that period. So, if, if you're saying that that's that's what his starting value is, yeah. then, then we didn't replace that that we had on loan last year. That valuation of players. So, it, it, to, to think about where we are today, ninth in the league before this game. Um, I think today's game is going to be interesting uh, because starting we've had three pints. Um, and you, you, this last point is going to have to be next pretty quickly because we need to head back to, to catch the game pretty soon. Um, but also just for recognition of what Hodgson's done. And, and if you look at the bench today, you know that just shows that we've got probably most of that bench has not played in the Premier League. Well, that's the thing, is it? You talked about the kids just then. And who have you got on the bench today? You've got James Daly, um, Sam Woods, and, and, and is it Perrick? No, what, what's his name? Uh, what's, his, what's his first name? Brandon, Brandon Perrick on the bench. I mean, I know Roy's probably also thinking that that will probably send a message as well to, to the American owners and he's pleaded for them to spend some money. I mean, Victor Camarasa, I don't think we're ever going to see him play football. Wickham, I mean, the interesting one. I mean, I, I think he did, on reflection, I think he was okay when he came on. Um, you know, I mentioned at the time around that sort of, that one-on-one and that, that, that rusty touch he had to, to take the ball away from him. But, you know, I'd like to see him getting out in again. Uh, I think Cote's just on the bench really to shore things up if we go ahead and he, he wants to see out the game I think good right we're going to finish our drinks and we're going to head back uh, and, and catch the game uh, we will be back with you for part three of today's pod with you post beer, you got any beers at yours we get some beers on the way back oh, I have beers I'm not sure if you need any more but we've got beers okay we've, we've got beers at my house don't worry so we're going to catch the game and we'll be back with you for part, part three of today's pod with post-match reaction and hopefully positive sentiment about a Palace victory up the Palace we can go to Morrison's if you want hello and welcome back to the Six Pointer podcast for immediate post-match reaction to Crystal Palace's one all draw uh, with Southampton at St Mary's. Luke, your thoughts? It was a bit of a, a nondescript game, really, wasn't it? I mean, uh, Palace went ahead... Well, we thought they went ahead for a Max Meyer uh, goal that, that Wilf sort of created on his own through down, down the left-hand side, which was, to me, inexplicably ruled out offside. I mean, I know the rule's the rule, but I don't really see how a bloke's hand can, or arm can be offside if he can't score a goal with his arm. I, I, I don't really understand that, but whatever, the rule's the rule, so I guess, you know, if it was offside, it was offside. Um, 
And then the, I can't really say there was any notable real chances that I remember um, coming up to uh, I think five ten minutes into the second half where Tonkin's got his goal. Um, and Palace looked pretty comfortable. Um, and you know, I mean, I guess I guess sort of the the uh, um, doom mongers of the Palace fans would would sort of 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 um, expected a mistake, I guess, which which led to Southampton's. Um, equaliser which was Danny Ings getting fed in through Jay, um, Martin Kelly who sort of left James Tonkins a little bit short or overplayed it a little bit or whatever but apart from that I, I mean I'm happy with a point to honest with you but because I can't really say that either side really imposed themselves enough to, to win the game I don't think if I'm honest yeah, it's probably fair to say that neither team deserved any more than, than a point um, let, let's pick up on the the decision for the for the goal, the Decello goal, because it was um, decided by VAR. The referee gave the goal, and then it was um, uh, the replays with the line drawn across the pitch, which which decided the goal was disallowed. I, I'm obviously not clear enough on the rule because um, it was his elbow. It seemed well, your arm, whole arm, apparently. right? But but if you if they if they then therefore need to redraw the line because the line was drawn against the Southampton defender's leg. Uh, which wasn't the furthest protruding part of his body. The furthest protruding part was his arm, which is what they then um, appeared to ruled Zahara's offside for, for the cross for then Maya to put it away. So uh, I'm not quite clear on the rule, therefore. Um, and it's a bit disappointing, therefore, that, that we go in um, having having not had that, or having that goal chalked off. But, um, you know, it, it, it's the thing, if, if it's the right decision, it's the right decision. And uh, one thing that, 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 that sort of I've had enough of hearing now is that Palace have had the rub of the green on VAR. I think we haven't now. I think it's probably equaled out. Yeah. Uh, yes, we had a few, uh, we had a patch of a few uh, decisions going our way. The West Ham way one was probably the highlight of it. Mm. Uh, but I think we've probably had our luck and it's probably balanced out now. So that probably doesn't stand anymore. No, I agree. I, I completely agree with you. I think, I think luck balances out over the season and Palace have had enough go their way, enough go against them to, to sort of to, to say that's fair enough. I mean, we'd, we both know that luck can, and doesn't really work that way, but it will probably do over the course of a season. But yeah, today's result, today's decision, again, I mean, there's no point over egging the pudding. I don't think it was offside, but if the rule was the rule and, the, and, and it's decided by the FA now that if a player's arm is offside, then he is offside, even though he cannot score a goal with that arm. Therefore, surely he can't interfere. With, oh, okay, I guess he can interfere with play in the sense that he can hold off the defender and things like that. But it it, it seems pretty um, pretty strange for me for, for that to be given as, as as an offside decision. But whatever, you know, if the rules are rule, that's the rule. Fair enough. Um, the goal wasn't valid, and and we we're in nearly not half time. But I felt that for Southampton, probably up to that point. Especially in the in, in the latter stages of the first half, dominated the play. I thought they 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 played some good football, knocked it around well, and Hoiberg, who, who I mentioned before the game, was was sort of key, sort of anchor and sort of that. And then you've got players. I mean, and I appreciate we went one up before Gineppo came on, but he's a player that I'd I'd love to see at Palace. I mean, I've been watching him for for the last couple of seasons. And I think he's a real, real sort of live wire. He's got that 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 winger unpredictability that that. Um, you need in a game like today where things le- leg- legs are a bit tired legs are a bit heavy you need someone to come on and change things up and I think he made a real difference in, in the game when he came on we, we were saying weren't we during the game that Southampton have got individually um, a, a bunch of players yeah. who you know you'd, you'd have in the Palace team and 
you know, would certainly push for places. And, you know, Ward Prowse being another one. We mentioned um, Redmond. Hoiberg, Redmond. Uh, yeah, Bert. the guard's a good player, I think, yeah. Bert, Bertrand's a decent player. Yeah. Um, just a, a note on the Palace team, I thought Riederwald had a really good game. He did, yeah. And it, it was a shame to see him almost pull up with what could have been a knock, or well, I guess we're, we're assessed that after the game. But um, I thought he was... <laughs> positionally um, I think he's sort of in his mind he needs to reset himself and calibrate remember he's a, he's playing left back because a couple of occasions did find himself sort of um, in that defensive midfielder role that sweeper role in front of the back four and he sort of carried on chasing the ball and I almost felt maybe it was a bit of he felt a bit of responsibility for losing the ball and felt like he had to chase and carry it but I think that maybe that's just a little bit of rustiness for not having played uh, first team football in a long time that you realise have to realise that maybe in under twenty three football you lose lose the ball and yeah it's down to you to to get the ball back but in Premier League football that's what your teammates are for and um, I think maybe a bit of a learning curve but overall a, a good a good performance from him I thought and also a notable performance from James McCarthy he didn't get sent off no, considering he had ninety minutes booked, did he I don't I don't think he even got booked which I, I think it. that's a record so is that, I think that might be the first Palace game that he's played it's not been booked so it's a well played him I mean even though there was a, a point in the first half where Wilf was getting frustrated, he got fouled a couple of times and McCarthy reacted after the whistle was blown by firing the ball at a Southampton player. Something he did in the last game, actually, as well, um, which I think he got booked for then. But, um, yeah, I, I, th- I thought he did quite well. Luca had a, a pretty solid game. Obviously, he had the, the assist to, uh, to Tompkins' goal. Uh, although I'm not entirely convinced he's in, he's in the best form at the moment. Um, Tompkins and Sacco seem to work pretty well together. I mean, really, I mean, if you're going to pick holes, and you'd have to say Martin Kelly's back pass and or overhit pass, where it was, was the only real glaring error. I mean, Max Mayer, again for me, apart from the apart from the goal which he's got, he didn't really do enough during the game, and I think. As the game turned, especially the last sort of 20 minutes or so where Palace were having to sit deep, it just doesn't give you enough defensive cover. It doesn't give you enough sort of steel to sort of to to to, to impact the game. And I think that's where you need perhaps a check QR2 who was going to come on, I feel. I think Roy did well at one point, wasn't he? But you need that sort of steel, don't you? And he does, just doesn't provide that for you, which is disappointing for me. He's a, he's a bit absent uh, yeah. from the game, is kind of my reflection of it. Um Again, another another sort of you know chance for him that I don't know if he's quite taken. Um, but yeah, solid performances throughout the team, really. But given the number of games in a short period of time, I think that probably precedes all that that fact. In fact, that will give him the chances which which, he, which, he, which he's getting now. Yeah, we we we're taking a point from today, really, weren't we? We we both predicted a two-one win and. You know, bar the, uh, the the offside VAR, we'd have probably been all right there. But you know, it, it, I, I think given given the, the the short period of time in which we played two games, um, I'd certainly happy with four points. Another, um, you know, another another point on the board and another positive away point as well. As they would say, respect the point. Um, onwards and upwards now to to Norwich uh, again. Only a few more days to that. What's that? Four days time uh, away uh, away there. What what's your thoughts on that one? A tough game, obviously. I've not seen how they got on today um, yet, but you know, I know they they've been playing good football recently. But I mean, let's this be honest. I mean, they're one of the three that anyone's got to go down. So, not to be this sort of, uh, not to be the 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 sort of the the standard Premier League fan, but you've got to be thinking a team like Crystal Palace have got to be going and beating a team like Norwich, really. Um, so, what oh, did they get on? Go on. What am I looking at? 
Norwich Tottenham. Oh, it's the, it's the it's the late game. That's why. Well, there you go. That's why. Now they get on. Oh, Watford won three 0 did they? Bloody hell! And Everton got a, a first win under Ancelotti as well. Second win, one week. Was it? One week as well. Yeah. Oh, okay. Fair enough. They've got place. But yeah, no. I, I think certainly a favourable run of fixtures before we hit after the Villa game. It's Derby and then it's Arsenal as well, isn't it? So, um, so yeah. I mean, really, you want to be getting uh, maximum points out of Norwich away. Yeah, this was always the thing, wasn't it? It was always this run that that hopefully gave us a, a, a breather and a chance to pick yeah. up some points. Given the the previous run we were on, where we played um, all of the sort of top six, seven teams um, one after the other, so so good stuff. So um, Luke, thank you very much uh, again. Um, we had a, a couple of uh, outings today, so we had an outing to uh, to the pub. We had an outing to Morrison's, as Enjoy you that. as you uh, as you made clear on the pod as well, and and a trip to my house as well, which is always nice. Thanks very much for your company. Uh, thank you very much to all the listeners. Uh, we'll be back with you for uh, the Norwich game uh, in four days' time. Until then, keep it Palace. Yes, and just a happy New Year to all our listeners as well, because we won't be reaching them until New Year's Day. And so, uh, happy New Year to everyone, and we'll uh, hopefully speak to you with uh, three points uh, on Wednesday. At the Palace. At the Palace. The Six Pointer Podcast.